Welcome to the Mile 99 interview with your host, Jessica Harris, Mike Turner, and Greg Larkin. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you on the trails. See you out there. See you there. Yay, another episode. Hello and welcome to the Mile 99 interview. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Harris. The Mile 99 interview is a place to hang out with like-minded folks in our trail community, share our stories, successes, failures, and deepest trail secrets. This is the place to get the latest in local race news and discount codes and to find out what's going on in our community. We record in front of a live Zoom audience one take, no breaks, and unlike the trails, what is said here is on the record. I'm joined by my very lovely and wonderful co-hosts, Greg Larkin and Mike Turner. Hey, Mike, birthday kid. How you doing? Great, great. I was in uh, Texas over the weekend visiting. I have two grandmothers. One is 101 and 10 months, and one is 96 and like eight months. So I was visiting... Both of them. Uh, I didn't run. I was going to run. I brought. I brought. Uh, I was optimistic with how much running clothes I brought, but didn't happen. You know. And then I came back Monday had a birthday, and then now I'm here. Uh, pretty exciting. Uh, Greg, how's it going with you? Pretty good. Yep. Got down to the coast over the weekend. That was pretty nice. Point race. If anybody hasn't seen that, very impressive. Nice lighthouse and some elephant seal mating season going on right now. So that was pretty cool to get down there. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, yeah, starting to get back into the running a little bit. Um, time's pretty limited at the moment, but I think it'll start freeing up soon, get some bigger miles in. So looking forward to that. The weather's great. So I'm, I think we're, well, we'll be talking to some people in some different weather zones here. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's always nice down in the, in the valley. So we're enjoying that right now. How are you doing, Jessica? I am good. And I told you guys in the pre-show, but you know what humbles me <laughs> more than anything is the walk home. Well, run home, trot, jog home after a track workout. <laughs> and I thought I was cruising. I was like, I'm going so fast. I just ran so fast on the track. No, I was barely moving. So I'm feeling great sitting down. Um, uh, my t-ball kid had his first game yesterday, which was rained out in Roseville. Um, it was, it rained in the morning, so he didn't actually have his first game. And then Saturday's his next game, but it might rain that day too. We're actually getting rain in the Valley. It's crazy. Um, so we're doing pretty good over here. Uh, during this interview, I'm going to be taking care of all the interactive stuff. And we have so much packed into tonight. So if you guys have any questions on anything, you can private message me. You can throw them in the Facebook chat. You can throw them in the Zoom chat. Send them my way and um, I'll get you an answer, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> we also have our Patreon, um, which is set up. Um, we have new tiers and membership levels. Um, I think it's really cool. We have our first ever Patreon-only race giveaway from our very own race director, Martin Sango in Auburn, California. He gave us two entries to Cool Moon Any Distance. So if you join at the $2 level, which I think is a steal, um, within the next week, we will be um, putting all the information up there for you to enter and to win. And honestly, we don't have a lot of Patreon. So like join at $2 and there's pretty good odds you can get a free race. So we're pretty excited about that. If you guys are so excited about Cool Moon that you don't want to join our Patreon and get a free race, 
possibly, um, you can use his discount code for us. It's 10% off. It's mile 99 interview for cool moon. Any distance you get 10% off today. So we're pretty excited about that. Thank you for all our Patreon members who are at the lowest level right now. If you bump up to one more dollar a month, um, you will get way more exclusive content that we have on there right now. Um, but anyone who just gives us a dollar a month, we are so thankful for years. I think a year now we've had our Patreon up of people um, donating to us. So we're thankful. We also have our Venmo. One-time contributions are greatly appreciated too. We've had a few of those. Uh, really appreciate that. It's We're at the Mile 99 interview on Venmo as well. Um, we have our shirt order still up on our website, which is pretty exciting. Um, I think we're just going to keep that because everyone's loving the shirt. So head over there if you want to get a nice spiffy shirt. And I think that's all for our news. What about some community news, Greg? All right. So, uh, yeah, community news. Um, there's a ton. Uh, so I'll try to get through it real quick here. But there's some pretty exciting stuff. I mean, we have our, our races uh, starting up, as we've talked about over the past few weeks. Uh, AR 25 and 50, a big one coming up in a few. Um, that's always a popular one. And we've got Inside Trails Woodside Crossover mid-April um, on the 16th. And then our big one for us is Canyons and presented by UTMB on the 23rd. Um, we need three more people for our aid station at Mammoth Bar. Uh, this is your chance to see just hundreds and hundreds of runners coming through right at the beginning of the race before they've all just been suffering for so many hours. They're all going to be fresh. Uh, you're going to see leaders going by so quickly. You won't even probably see half of them. <laughs> and, uh, but there's going to be so many people there, um, just kind of getting their first fill up and all that. So we're really excited about that. There's camping options overnight prior, uh, cause it is an early start. I think is it went for five o'clock, something like that. Yeah. So 5am start with the aid station. But the great thing is, is it ends. And then you can go check out the race at other vantage points. So that's super cool. Um, so we really love to see you down there. And we will also be hosting a pre-race briefing and an in-person panel with runners from HOKA um, prior to the race. So we're really excited about that. Uh, another big piece of news starting tomorrow, um, Michael Lee, friend of the show, um, well-known trail runner in the area from the Bay Area all the way up to Truckee. Um, I, I think a lot of you are familiar with him. He has a mission. Uh, he is going to be doing 300 miles of hill repeats on Mount Tam starting tomorrow for the next 10 days. Um, he has a 7.7 mile loop. Um, it climbs 2,572 feet per lap. And I did some calculations today. And he is also um, going to be scaling the height of Mount Everest 25 times over the period of those 300 miles. So he will definitely be in the Everesting, uh, uh, what is it, leaderboard, I guess, on the Everesting website, if you've ever heard of that. Uh, it's basically anybody who goes out self-powered and does a climb on bike or foot that is at least 29,032 feet. He will be doing it many times. Uh, he has live tracking. Uh, he also has a Facebook event. So definitely go check out his group, FKTAM300. So FKTAM300 on Facebook. And he has a crew. He has pacers. Um, he's got a promo video up, uh, which was really cool. I watched it today. Very inspiring. Uh, so we're really rooting for him. I'm hoping to get down there towards the end of that attempt and get some uh, audio with him on the trail. So I think that'll be really awesome. And we'll be bringing that to you in the future. Uh, we also have a few other things that uh, Jess was able to find. Uh, 
Looking around today, the Broken Arrow Sky Race is offering cash prizes this year. So $50,000 total prize purse um, across all the races. Uh, if you're into that, definitely go check that out. It's good to see some of that coming along. Um, single track running, they've got their McCallamy uh, weekend, April 15th through 17th. It's kind of like a fat ass type style weekend, um, all different kinds of racing, um, trail running, um, but yeah, very laid back uh, camp out time. Um, anybody who volunteers for them will get free camping there. Uh, Paulo's going to be doing a big old pig roast, a beer mile. Um, you know, anyone who knows Paulo, you know, it's going to be a good time. So it's just going to be a great weekend of running community. Um, and it is on ultra sign up. So go check that out. Um, search for the McCollumy River Trail Running Festival. Um, We've got Inside Trail uh, at insidetrail.com on their calendar. They've got so many races this summer across all different distances. Great time for experienced or new runners. Go check them out. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Total Body Fitness, who we just talked to recently, they have a on uh, the 26th of March, a SUP run. So a little bit uh, combination of different sports. Um, they have all sorts of different things going on. They've got a mighty dog trail run. So it's great for like bringing along your four-legged friend and doing some, some racing along with them. They've got dog bandanas and all kinds of great stuff for them. And then finally, Thirsty Thursday, um, Auburn Aid Station, Paula's um, business up there in Auburn. Thursday night runs, no more headlamps needed. So please come check that out and uh, have a great time uh, every week there. So I uh, hope that uh, <laughs> covers everything. And uh, back to you. Ooh, that's we are loaded with information. Jessica was right. She said back in February, it's going to get busy. And she was right. We are loaded with information and so many fun things to do. And tonight we're excited to find out for those up the hill or wanting to go up the hill, we're going to find out so much more to do. So tonight we're super excited to be hanging out with our mountain cousins all the way up in the Sierra Nevada range, the Donner Party Mountain Runners. For those who are not familiar with uh, DPMR, we're a grassroots nonprofit running club based in Trucking, California, with members all around the region, all around the U.S., and all around the world. Founded in 2014, kind of to share their passion for trail running and the beautiful mountains that we call home. Their name, the Donner Party Mountain Runners, honors the early immigrants to California, especially those of the ill-fated Donner Party who faced the mountains, you know, under incredibly difficult circumstances. And like the modern trail runners, they too were unafraid, which is their catchphrase. Their mission, just to exist and, and inform us, inspire us, connect mountain runners up in the Tahoe Truckee area and all the way around the world. For those of us who are in this area, we, we've grown to love these guys. And there's a couple of races that are, that are well-known in this area, the Castle Peak 100K, and also the winter, the, the racing gnome snowshoe race, which is also a blast. Those are two that have gone on year after year after year. But Donner Party, they've had their share of permit challenges and setbacks. Castle Peak, if you run the course, I ran in, uh, I swept it in 16 and I ran it in 17 and paced it in 18, paced Greg. Every year it changes the course a little bit because of permits and different reasons. So we're gonna get into the history of that. But also they, uh, you know, they have some other races as well. So. With that, I'd like to welcome to the show uh, our guest tonight, Donner Party's very own Jack Macy, Renee Jacobs, and Ud Ofling. I did practice before the show. <laughs> anyway, Jack, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Good, good. Good to see you all. Oh, man. Thanks. I ran with Jack 
uh, and Dan, they came down from the mountain to run on some dirt. Tell you what, if you're going to invite those guys down, be ready. <laughs> they're tall and they have long legs and they're fast. I was like a race all day. I was trying to cut off the corners just to like save fractions of a second. Oh, heart rate 150 for like four hours. It was rough, but I, I really enjoyed it. That elevation uh, helped us out a little bit, huh? Oh, man. These guys. And Renee is well known. We love Renee. She was on our show back in September 2020 talking about her Sierra High Route. FPD, how's it going, Renee? Great. It's great to be back. Thanks for uh, having us. Yeah, we're excited. And we are, like I said, episode 13 for those who want to go back and we'll get into her background, but it's pretty ridiculous, all kinds of stuff, you know. And also, I met uh, Oud at the, uh, the the fall picnic last November. I met you. We got to run up there a little bit. It was a nice day, a little chilly. How's it going with you? Doing great. Really happy to be, to be here and um, share the things about DPMR with the community. Yeah, you guys have so much fun things going on, and we're going to get into all the cool stuff and tonight talk about Castle Peak and the challenges and also uh, your new race, uh, the Mariah Point Marathon, which is, if anybody's been out to Mariah Point, it's super cool. It looks over the North Fork Canyon. So beautiful out there. Great place to go. But before we get into all that, I kind of want to get into a little background on our guests. And I want to start with Jack and kind of just to get to know, how did Jack become Jack? Where, where is he from? How was he? Where was he born? What was your birth weight? That's too much information. But where did you grow up, Jack? Where are you from? Um, well, I grew up in the Midwest, in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, mostly. Um, but ironically, I was born uh, in Novato, in Marin County, California. My dad was doing like a, a year or two stint at a job out here after moving from the Midwest. Was here for a couple of years and then moved back. And I was born when I was here. So I'm the only one in my family who was kind of non not Midwest born and uh, yeah. And then grew up in, in Nebraska through college. I went to college at the university of Nebraska. And then I was ready to um, go explore the world, which kind of reflects my interest in trail running too, just an explorer. So I uh, lived in Vermont, went to grad school in Vermont, lived in Chicago for a while. Um, and then uh, lived in the Bay Area in San Francisco for quite a while, and then have been in Truckee for about four or five years. Wow, so you kind of bounced around and looking at beautiful parts of the country, very different types of country, yep. cities, and and then you landed there. So as a kid, were you active? You have, you have siblings, were your parents active? Yeah, yeah. Um, so mostly I was, I was very active in team sports, ball sports. You know, I was really into basketball and soccer, football, um, tennis, all the way through like high school. Um, and then in college, I actually got involved with uh, volleyball, which I didn't really play much in high school, but played on, tried out and played on the club team for three years at, at the university. And that was a really great experience. Um, got to travel, play in some really, um, you know, competitive tournaments, really got into the sport pretty deeply, um, played after college, a lot of, you know, kind of migrated from the court to the sand and grass and wherever they'd set up a net and uh, did that for a while. And, um, you know, uh, 
probably because of shoulder issues, back issues. Uh, I, I kind of had to move on from that, but I was looking for something um, still interesting and active to do on a regular basis. I really am very much an outside person. So gym life didn't appeal to me at all. Uh, so, and my dad was a runner. So I said, well, let me, let me try this out uh, and that was kind of in my mid 30s when I actually first started running um, interesting so yeah. your dad was the runner was he running when you were growing up or just something later in life he picked up no, it's a very interesting story so he picked it up actually in kind of his mid 40s um, primarily because his at the urging of I think his health and his doctor basically saying okay you need to do something more regularly and he has this story that he tells that he went to the um, local YMCA and they have an indoor track, but it's tiny. You have to run around the track 22 times to make a mile or something like that. <laughs> it's basically a rubber track that just goes around the workout uh, machines, right? And he couldn't even make it around once without, without stopping. Um, long story short, he, over the, over the next probably 20, 25 years, he ran a marathon in every state more than three times. Uh, I think close to 200 to 300 marathons, all after the age of 50 almost. Um, and so that was quite inspirational and something I'm incredibly proud of and love to tell that story. I love those kind of stories. Yeah. I love the stories of, you know, you're never too old to just go and just, you know, have big challenges and just, that's great. That's awesome. That's what I tell myself now. <laughs> um uh, yeah, yeah. And so, um, that definitely was a inspiration for me. And then, um, the kind of the end of that is not the end of him, but the end of his running, he had a heart attack, even while still being active on a regular basis. And so he survived, he's doing well, um, but he, he's not running anymore. And, um, it kind of woke me up in that, you know, somebody who's incredibly active, had a heart attack and I'm like, gosh, he seems so incredibly fit. So, um, in his case, you know, the hypothesis is it has more to do with genetics and, and, you know, uh, being male and probably not eating the healthiest of diets. And so Mike, you and I talked about this a little bit when we ran, um, uh, you know, changing my diet up, getting more healthy and, and starting to run was also moved on by that as well. Yeah. I think that even still, even all the marathons he did, it was better to have done it than to have not, not if you run every day and have a heart attack, then that's better than not running every day and having a heart attack. Well, probably my guess is it probably would have happened a whole lot earlier, right? <laughs> yeah, for so. sure. Uh, and uh, is your dad a DPMR member? He's not. No, he's he's back in Nebraska. You know, there's no mountains in Nebraska. But um, uh, my brother's also a runner. I gave him a DPMR shirt. Um, hopefully, he's wearing it around Omaha, Nebraska now as he runs. Nice. I get lots of questions. I'm assuming. How did you uh, meet up with? Uh, when did you first hear about DPMR, and how did you get connected with these guys? Yeah. So I was uh, living in the Bay Area. Um, mostly running on pavement but would try would make it you know onto trails either around san francisco or up in marin as much as i could or in the bay area and just really 
was gravitating towards that. Just super excited about that. There was a couple trail running um, race organizations that started, you know, doing a lot of races um, in the area about that time. And I, I did a few of those, loved them. And then about that same time, we were just looking to make a move. We'd been in the city for 15 plus years and we're kind of ready to be out of that environment. You know, kids were going to school. We wanted to find some slightly different school set up. And uh, we started looking around and I've always loved the mountains. And, and uh, as soon as we started to look at Truckee, we kind of fell in love. So um, uh, that was, and, and so when we kind of made that decision, I started looking, you know, I, completely fascinated with trails and trail running and, and exploring the mountains and like, as soon as I started my Google searching, I think the DPMR came up and I'm like, oh, this is, this is excellent. Cause that was one of my favorite things about running life in San Francisco was connecting with my group and my, my running friends there and really building that community out. And I, and I was thinking, well, if I'm moving somewhere else, I'd love to have a similar kind of community. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like you found the right family. Yeah. So it's been great, you know, um, learning how to be a mountain runner and um, meeting these wonderful people like Renee and Ode and others and um, developing great bonds, having people to run with, learning the trails, having somebody show you routes and trails and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's been, it's been great. Uh, and you have some big races coming up. Uh, just before we skip over to Ood, I want to mention that you have you have like 350 milers coming up. I mean, TRT, uh, San Juan Solstice in Colorado, and yep. Bishop High Sierra 50 miler, and then Canyons 50K. So it's a lot, it's a lot of races in a small window. Yeah. I, um, to be honest, uh, TRT is probably a, a question mark. Um, but the San Juan Solstice, which is done in the San Juan Mountains, just over the, the hill from the Hard Rock course does have a history of sometime canceling because of snow. So, and sometimes they don't cancel it till the week before. Uh, so I wanted to have a, a, another great race in there just in case. Um, so yeah, but they're about kind of planning them about a month apart. Well, you probably will happen as they will all happen. That's how that works. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> awesome. Well, it was good. To, I love hearing more of your backstory, how you got connected. Uh, Ood, when I met you at, like I said, the picnic this fall, first time I met you, and uh, we had a fun, it was a kind of a brisk day, but it was sunny, and there was, you had like probably 40 people at, at your end of the year barbecue, it was pretty good turnout, and fun to meet everybody, uh, so where did you grow up, I know you're maybe somewhere not too close from to here, yeah, as you may hear from a remaining accent and well, a name that's a little bit unusual, and not exactly from here, I grew up in Paris, in uh, in France, I was there uh, until 2008 uh, when I arrived in Berkeley for what was supposed to be an internship and well, turned into a longer life adventure. Um, so I arrived in Berkeley, loved it, stayed there, um, ended up in San Francisco afterwards and kind of in a similar way at some point I ended up in uh, Truckee for a couple of months, loved it, and <laughs> stayed there. Uh, so that's kind of a, a theme in the way I plan my life <laughs> very much in advance. Yeah, I think I found you on LinkedIn and there's a whole story of like 
if you want to get into her education, check her out on LinkedIn because she's like, it's it's an endless list of accomplishments and words that are a lot bigger than I'm used to trying to pronounce. So uh, you can find her there, but pretty awesome. So you, you were, so you didn't come to the States until you were in college. So did you, in Paris, were you active as, as a kid? You have siblings that were active? Uh, I was not the most active kid uh unless jack i was afraid of balls um so no like ball games for uh for me i was doing a little bit of gymnastics a little bit of horse riding uh but i mean i guess horse riding could sound more scary than ball games but for me it was more my more my thing um and then eventually maybe more like in college i would go for like 5Ks like in Paris, just feeling like I should be exercising, and then would have like my boyfriend run circles around me, and it was the worst ever. Um, until kind of at some point, I decided I think I met some friends who were just doing like very social runs, and it was just like it wasn't about running, it was about being like with my friends and kind of forgot about the running aspect, but then. Eventually, I was just like, oh, I actually kind of like it. And kind of, that was kind of the, the beginning of uh, the slope of falling into, uh, falling into running. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. You start to, you're like, you start to run and you like it. You're like, why do I like this? It makes no sense. And I don't want to like it. But, but you like it. So that's pretty cool. And so you moved to Truckee like Jack from, from the big city, big chains. And then did you start Googling like clubs and you found DPMR how did you get involved with the club uh actually um so I was here like in spring of 2020 so things were very quiet um but I met uh Steve Wilna who's one of our all-time members uh on the trails we're just running the same trail and kind of leapfrogging leapfrogging each other like 10 times so I ended up chatting quite a quite a bit and uh we may talk about it a little bit uh more uh later but he has uh the newbies run uh which is something that he's been running for uh, for multiple years and he's like so i have this thing it's not just for like beginner runners it's for like everyone and uh you should check it out like i think in like the very early spring of 2020 we just hope that things were back to normal like two weeks later right um but but so even though the newbies run didn't end up happening in 2020 i still like it got me to google and uh, and search uh, for dpmr and then uh, ran into more people on the trails um i ran into brie who's also on the board i ran into diane uh, and it just felt like a sign of like all these amazing runners i would meet on the trails um so so yeah that's that's it that's great it's uh yeah the newbie run is just a great thing you guys host because it takes a lot for someone to give their time because if you're hosting it you're not you can't be training super because you know you're always you know different speeds and so it's really uh, a great thing to be able to put that on and that's a nice so you have any races planned for this year yeah, I so I just did way too cool uh, a little Congrats. bit away a week ago. Uh, that was super fun. That was the last, also my last race before uh, the twenty twenty shutdown. So have great memories from uh, from that. Um, and then uh, I'm doing the Knickerbocker half in a couple of weeks, but my big race coming up is uh, like Sonoma fifty, which I'm. <laughs> 
super scared about, <laughs> but it's going to be fun. Uh, and then I have another more like fun adventure, which is the Logabugur Ultra Marathon. It's a 55K in Iceland, uh, which was my first backpacking trip like nine years ago. And so I'm looking forward to being back on this trail and now run it now that I think I can. Wow. That's going to be fun to watch, watch, to watch you on those and see the pictures and yeah, definitely let us know when that, when that gets close and we can, uh, you know, track you and uh, put some social media out there. It'd be fun to, to watch that. Awesome. Well, that was cool to, to, to hear your story. And now uh, you got into it's funny how you and Jack have similar backgrounds, you know, as far as, kind of winding around the planet and then ending up in Truckee. And, and then, of course, we have Renee, which all of us know Renee from episode, uh, it was kind of early pandemic, episode 13. She came on the show after she did the Sierra High Route at KT, and she talked all about that and, and uh, all about her growing up, climbing and backpacking and mountaineering. And uh, how's it going, Renee? Good. <laughs> I think um, I, use you, I use you a lot to, when I tell people about people that I just that are amazing that have spent their whole life being active in different sports and you just, you've been active your whole life. Yeah. I'm kind of one of those like Jack of all trades, master of none sort of people that I can't, I can't really do one thing. It's kind of like the same thing with my career. I, I, I ended up, you know, doing architecture and structural engineering, which is really unusual, but you know, you, most people do one or the other. And I just, I like, I can't, you know, I, I have to like do everything. It's <laughs> just my <laughs> problem. <laughs> yeah. Those two don't work together. Like you typically opposite. They don't even get along. They're different. Right. Like, yeah. Type. Most of the time. They're, yeah. They're two different ones. Artistic. Right. Very different. Yeah. Like they're, you know, the architects are, you know, talking smack about the nerds with the pencil protectors in their pockets or whatever. And the, yeah. And the, you know, engineers are complaining about the crazy architects that don't ever design something that can be you know to stay up <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny and you get to do both that's pretty cool so yeah. uh, what, do you, what do you have coming up this year um it's still so there's <laughs> my um my objectives are always so uh uncertain because it's you know it's like I'm doing my own adventure and um it's in the mountains and it's very dependent upon weather and smoke and so I have a option A, B, C, D. <laughs> this is kind of my my um, uh, for my big event, and um, and it's yeah, it makes it challenging. as I kind of have to, you know, I have um, how many? I have six Yosemite permits this year. You know, I have like, <laughs> like I have to plan all these different things to try to see if you know which one I'm going to end up doing. But um, there's three, basically three high route type routes that I'm interested in. And the other one that I'm pondering is um, a thing that, that some people do is, <laughs> is to do all of the, all of the California 14ers that are within the Sierra and you do them just like straight as a go, like nonstop, you just do all. So all of the 14ers that are in the Sierra, there's 13 of them. And so you just do, you know, all of them without like going back to a trailhead. So you're basically like, you know, I would be, kind of like overnight running it um but it would be multiple nights <laughs> you did the 14ers before the uh sierra high route you did that you did those like yeah i did all of the, right i did all of the 14ers as an fkt where you kind of you 
you have support, you know, a car support. And so you drive in between trailheads and you spend a lot of time, you know, hiking up to the 14ers and then hiking back down to the car and driving to another trailhead and hiking up and hiking down. And so the idea with this one is just, you can't do all of them. You can't do all the 14ers because Shasta's too far away and, you know, White's too far away. So two of them are too far away, but the ones that are kind of close together, (laughs) you, um, you just kind of like go out and and do them all in a string. Wow, yeah, people, if you have not met Renee, she's pretty ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> crazy. I, I, after we talked to you last summer, or a couple of summers ago, I, I went and tried to, I, I wanted to do the uh, Aloha Rim loop, you know, those, and I, I think I tried it like three times one, that summer after I talked to you. I was so inspired, but I, you know, if you're not a mountain climber, some of that takes some skills, a confidence in that mountaineering, going down it, we can't see over the edge. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of skill uh, in that, you know. What's going to be cool to follow you on the, this summer and to see what you're up to? Yeah. I mean, the, um, speaking of that Aloha Rim route that you're talking about, one of the other ideas is to do a Tahoe Rim, like a high route on the Tahoe Rim. <clears throat> so instead of <laughs> instead of doing the TRT on the trail, you just like, you know, climb all the mountains around Tahoe instead, which would be, uh, you know, that would be me creating my own thing just for fun. It's almost like a watershed loop, right? Because it's the yeah, exactly. watershed. Yeah, it's like Tahoe watershed. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's, that's so fascinating. That's, wow, that's amazing. Uh, I have a lot of stuff to Google tonight. So how did you get involved with DPMR? And how, how long have you been in, in Tahoe trucking? Yeah, so um, so I've been in Tahoe now for it's been like twelve years or so, and um, I, I kind of like the story how I connected with DPMR. It was right after I um, had my son, who's now four and a half, and I was um, uh, I had run throughout my pregnancy, but I was starting to get back into running after, you know, like you <laughs> you, you after giving birth, you know, you can't run for a while. And, um, and I really wanted to kind of establish like, you know, a social, you know, like keep getting back together with people instead of just being with my infant the whole time. And, and so I was on the Facebook page for DPMR, which I guess I'm jumping ahead because I I knew DPMR existed because I was a friend with the board of like a guy on the board. And so I, you know, was posting on the Facebook page, like, does anybody want to, you know, do a group run? I have this kid. I, you know, I, I can only do certain times, you know, but I'd love to run with somebody. And then Helen, one of the board members basically said like, why don't you start a group run (laughs) and then you can run with people. And, you know, and so I basically joined, I, I, I was like in, you know, I ended up being on the board and starting a group run um, because I was, you know, a mom that wanted to kind of get connected with other runners after, after a pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. That's amazing. Now, uh, yeah, you just start a group. You want to run people, start a group and there you go. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. And if anyone out there is, would like to do the same, we're always looking for a new group, you know, people who are willing to do a group run, whether it's even like four weeks or six weeks or whatever, you know, you don't have to be a talented runner. You, you know, you, you can like whatever level, you know, there's, it's great to, to get people together. Ah, that is, that is super. 
So let's get into DPMR and kind of the, 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 the juice of the meeting tonight, trying to find out all about you guys. We talked about you guys over 2014. It's kind of when it was kind of came about. But to what uh, maybe one of you guys can talk about the early days and, and kind of how it how it came about, how it how it started. Yeah, so that's me. I we all um, <laughs> we in in advance gave ourselves topics to discuss. So I'm I'm assigned the history of DPMR. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mike, you actually covered a lot of the material that I was going to cover. Thank you for that intro. It was very. <laughs> very thorough, but um, maybe a, a little something that you didn't touch on or, you, you know, it's not necessarily obvious as we, um, so we do still have one of the founding members that was, you know, founded in uh, 2014, as you mentioned, and um, one of the founding members is still with us on the board, and that's Chris Coyd. I wanted to give a shout out to him because he's doing, you know, just a ton of service over the years to the to DPMR. And he's actually the one behind the uh, Point Mariah Marathon that you mentioned before. So he's, um, you know, like he's leading that and in, in um, creating the route and working with the the land partners and uh, you know getting all the permitting and doing all that legwork to try to get our new marathon going this year. Um, so originally, there the the people that founded DPMR it was just it was kind of you know. Uh, a bunch of hardcore guys and, and one lady and, and that was Helen and um, and they kind of for a while had the reputation of just being you know a little too hardcore you know I remember when I would talk to people about you know like my group run that I was doing with DPMR you know my friends would be like oh I can't run with DPMR you know <laughs> like they're too hardcore they're too you know <laughs> Like they're, 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 they're way too, um, whatever the ultra runners or whatever. And, um, and so that was sort of like in the beginning, it kind of had that, um, reputation as being, um, you know, like maybe not necessarily for the beginner runner. And, um, that is one of the things that we are trying to change. And we've been working on it for a number of years with, the um the newbie runs that Ode mentioned before is is it's running it's a um a run that is specifically tailored towards you know beginner runners and um we also try to accommodate like you said we have runners from a lot of places so you know obviously Tahoe area and close places like Auburn but and you know the Bay Area that's another kind of obvious one but every once in a while there's a zip code from somewhere random like you know Minnesota or something like that mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so we try to you know consider everybody when we're thinking about our programming and our new marathon you know we are we um we are doing a, a like a group option option a team option for our marathon to try to make it a little bit more palatable and and um approachable to other runners besides just you know marathon runners so um we're you know thinking of that and and it seems like <laughs> that over time the reputation has changed there's a lot more women on the board now you know so it's not just a boys club anymore um, and, uh, the other really huge thing that we're proud of is we, uh, created a diversity statement that was, um, 
a lot of work by one of our board members, Maggie, and, um, and, you know, it caused us to really sit down and think about, you know, um, are we, you know, are we inclusive? Do we consider everyone really, are we really, you know, um, like, like if someone comes to a group run, are, do they feel welcome? And it's not, it's not just, you know, like female, male, but also, you know, um, ethnicity and um, size and skill and, you know, everything. So we really sat down and, and tried to think about um, all those things to, to make it as inclusive to pos as possible to everybody. So that's what we've been at kind of where we were and where we have traveled and, and, and what we're trying to do now. Yeah, it's uh, definitely trail running is probably the most in inclusive, but there still are areas where they're not as inclusive, you know, like still, you know, just like, like females versus males and the balance and the, what's, what you hear in the news, what's announced, what's, you know, there's still distance to go, I suppose is a way to put it. So it's good. You guys are taking the lead and, and talking about it. That's, that's where it has to be and talk and then take action based on the word. So that's great. So you talked about the newbie runs. Uh, you guys have the picnics we talked about. I went to the end of the year picnic, but is there a start of the year, start of the season picnic too? Culture, I think that's where Ode's going to jump in. <laughs> yeah, so we have a summer kickoff picnic that uh, historically we've done for Liberal, um, Memorial Day weekend, but we're actually going to have on June 5th. Uh, this year and it's going to be by uh, Western Beach in uh, in Truckee. Uh, we're going to have some group runs in the morning. We're going to have some picnic. We'll likely have some like kids events with some uh, with some prizes and and so on. Uh, so really looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully with some great weather. I think there's been some past kickoff uh, events that have been under the rain. But even with the rain, we're here and we're ready for uh, for a fun time. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's ready. Where do people, where can people find information on how to join that? Uh, so we had, um, correct me, Jack, I think we had it in the newsletter last month. Um, so I can send you the link for that. And as we get closer to the events, uh, we'll also have like sign up so that we get like, um, a sense for headcounts and uh, more information about uh, the group runs and so on that's still in the works. And we can, um, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe at the end, just kind of how to find out about all of our stuff. Um, I think the picnic is probably still a little bit in planning phase, but so for now I would say save the date and then we'll get you more info. June 5th. It's saved. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you guys have a bunch of fun things. And uh, you also, uh, you know, you're, you do a lot of trail work up there as well. I know the all the races up there, a lot of folks do trail work. So tell us about your, your, trail, your trail steward involvement. Yeah. So in the past, we've, we've worked with various agencies in the area um, to, you know, just kind of, um, I think, randomly find times for giving back and and taking care of the trails that we use and love so much um and then last year we decided to formalize that and we created a trail stewardship program and so we've 
uh, actually adopted three trails, two by DPMR and one by the Castle Peak Run um, in the in the Truckee area. The a portion of the Immigrant Trail that's out near um, Prosser to Stampede Reservoir, really great um, long section of trail. And then a second one that's um, along the, the PCT, uh, the Mount Judah Loop. It's a, it's a short trail up above um, Sugar Bowl. Um, and then the Warren Lake Trail, which is historically part of the Castle Peak route, is the one that the Castle Peak 100K race has adopted. And we'll be doing various uh, activities around those and also trying to provide some financial support as well to, to maintain those trails. And so we still have snow up here, so the trails aren't open yet, but as they start to open up, we'll do a couple of things. One, we'll schedule some scouting runs, some member scouting runs where we can go run those sections of trail, report on their status, um, report anything that looks problematic from, you know, logs across the way to major uh, mud pits that have formed over the winter and things like that, or areas of trail that have eroded or whatever it might be, and then plan work to, to help um, repair and get them in good shape for the time when, when running, hiking, biking, um, dog walking, whatever it might be, are using those trails pretty regularly. Yeah, there, it's a, it's all pushed into a very narrow window of time. So it, they get a lot of use, especially early. People want to get out earlier and earlier. And, you know, those multi-use trails really take a beating. They do. Um, you know, when the when the trails aren't quite dry yet, you know, tire tracks can really create some big, deep, deep uh, uh, grooves in the trails. And, and so we have to kind of help with some of that probably too. So, and the great thing is, you know, some of the races, you know, TRT being a, being a notable one require, um, you know, trail stewardship time. And so we want to also be able to provide that for, for our members, but Beyond probably everything else is really just, you know, we want to help be a steward, an active, committed steward to the trails that we use all the time. These are, this is an amazing world-class trail system up here in the mountains, and we want to, we want to keep it that way. Yeah, I was going to ask about the, the trail program, because we, uh, TRT requires not age station work, but actual trail work. Mm -hmm. So they, and folks typically had to go to the Western stage or to Chaz and come down the hill Yep. So it's not like they can do their work right there in their backyard, which is great. Yeah. So we'll have some, we'll have some work days that people can volunteer for. Um, our trail sponsorship that we're doing is through the Truckee Trails Foundation, um, which um, is also a great organization that if you can't make one of our trail days, they likely have some as well that you, they usually have four to six each summer. Um, and, um, and then another group in the, in the area which we'll talk about in a little bit is the, the Truckee Donner Land Trust, which is a fantastic land partner for us. Um, also does some trail, trail maintenance days as well. Uh, so we have several options out here, um, but we also wanted to be a leader in that, in that game as well and, and really you know um, play a bigger part in that. So I'm excited yeah. for what we do. Yeah, it's great. So it sounds like there'll, there'll be at least, at least one opportunity before TRT for people to get their their credit in it sounds like because you know June there'll be some opportunity probably. Yep, and and 
I, I envision that you can get credit if you also go on one of the sponsored scouting runs as well. Um, yeah. So it's not just the trail maintenance, but I mean, that's part of the trail maintenance, I think, is is scouting reporting and then, you know, actually holding a, you know, a pick or a shovel or a, I forget what it was, a McLeod to pound down the trails, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's part of it too. Huh. That's great. I'm looking forward to that and uh, getting out there and Greg and I have done lots of cool runs up there in the Warren loop and just, you know, we're always waiting for the snow to clear. Greg was up in the snow, but I wait for the snow to clear because I'm not a snow person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to say like the Warren Lake trail. I mean, that's just one of my favorites up there that if you haven't been to that lake, um, just spectacular. If you want to get away from it all, <laughs> that's the place to go. <laughs> so looking forward to seeing and hearing more about that and the maintenance on that. Yeah. So let's jump into, into Castle Peak. Uh, like I said, I, I swept it in 2016 and ran it once in 17 and Greg ran it in 18. And uh, I think I did, I was able to do the Palisades crossing all three of those years, which I think now that is a thing in the past. Maybe, you know, let's quickly get into some of the challenges and then kind of where, where we are now. And then yeah, and, and I'm going to just frame that a little bit in the context of kind of all the different race-related stuff we do, with Castle Peak being kind of the, the you know, the flagship for what we do. Um, so as you mentioned, we had, in February, we had a great racing gnome snowshoe race. This year, we didn't, we had about a six-week period of zero snow before that, so a lot of people actually ran in, in micro spikes. Some people ran in snowshoes. Um, but it was a good time over by uh, Prosser Hill in the in the Tahoe National Forest, and um, that went well. Um, so Castle Peak has has been going for seven several years, and it is you know now has the status of a Western States qualifier, which is fantastic. It is a you know real deal hard mountain hundred k, um, as you guys know. Um, it is definitely a lot of elevation gain, a lot of elevation drop. Um, it's technical. Um, there are certainly some sections that are runnable, but it's definitely, um, not a whole lot of flat. <laughs> so it's, it's a race we're really proud of. I think it reflects, you know, the group and the area really well. Um, and we have a lot of great ideas and plans for it. Um, Unfortunately, it's taken a it's taken a break in 2022 because of some permitting uh, changes by the National Forest, uh, the Tahoe National Forest Group here in the Truckee area. Um, uh, four or five sections of the trail are are deemed kind of quote unquote non system trails, and so it hadn't been an issue in the past, and they'd approved it, but this year they're they're kind of saying, you know what, we have to, we have to systematize those trails if you want to use them, which basically means they need to do um, an archaeological, ecological review. Um, they need to, you know, look at and analyze the results of that, and then also analyze the result, the the use of the area, and and if there's any alternative trails that might be used, um, and then deem whether we can use it or not. Uh, so that that analysis and review takes a while. Um, our forest service are certainly appropriately focused on fires <laughs> lately quite a bit. 
so resources are thin, but um, but we're pushing to have that done this year so that 2023 will be a fantastic Castle Peak race um, and and back in full force. Um, we had the options to to create a race that was that was very different that didn't include actual Castle Peak itself, and we just decided it we didn't want to compromise our vision of, of what we were trying to do with that race. So the good news is for 2022, we've actually created a brand new race that we're equally excited about. And I think this is the first time we've kind of, besides our newsletter publicly announced it. So um, that is the Point Moriah Trail Marathon and it's happening Saturday, August 6th um, in close partnership with our good friends at the Truckee Donner Land Trust, who the race is gonna be probably 85, 90% on their uh, property, the land that they've they've purchased and, and protected. Um, and it's the Royal Gorge land, which is up near Soda Springs. Um, so just, just west of Sugar Bowl Resort. Um, and, um, we also decided to do something that we tried to create a race that was both different from Castle Peak, but also different from a lot of others that we were seeing in the area. So it's really a cool concept. So it's a trail marathon, but we also have a partner marathon where two people can do it together. And it's not so much a relay as it is, you can decide how you wanna split it up. Like you could, you could run three sections while the other person runs two sections in between. It's not just a, one-time handoff. So it's really kind of a, a partnership marathon, which I think is really cool. And the reason we're doing that is so that, again, we can make it more accessible to people who aren't um, running longer races. So for example, you could partner with somebody who ran 20 miles of it and you just run six miles, or you know, you could split it up however you'd like, or um, uh, you know, and so forth. And then it also has, the design of it is kind of a circuit style course. So if you're familiar a little bit with like Havelina 100 down in Arizona or something like that, you're going to, you're going to run out to kind of a central aid station about seven miles out. And then you're going to do three different loops from there. Um, and all come back through the central aid station, which is hopefully going to be one big party as people come and go on different loops, people cheering you on very centralized. Um, and then you head back to the, to the finish. And uh, we think it's going to be an awesome race, super fun, um, it's up on ultra sign up now. If people want to go sign up, that's where you'd find it. There's also details on our website. Um, if you don't want to run it, but want to be involved, there's gonna be tons of opportunities for volunteering too. We'll need lots of help. Um, but the great thing about this design is it's not as logistically intensive because we have a starting ending point and we have one key aid station that can fuel people on multiple stops. So it's really a, a nice design and it fits, like I said, in, in the land, a lot of the land trust land, which is going to be going to be great. Wow. That sounds, sounds, I like the idea of having the variable distances because oftentimes you have, you may have a friend that you went to school with that runs, but maybe five miles is enough for them. You could do, you know, 21 or, or you may have a partner that you can split it up with. So that's really creative way to get different people involved together. I like that idea. Yeah, so you could split up loops. Like one person can from run from the start to the aid station, and the next person could take a loop, and then you switch off again. The other one takes a loop, and then you switch off again. Another one takes a loop, and then the last one heads back. So you could lots of different ways to split it up, but I think it'll be a really cool, fun, 
uh, event that's pretty unique and hopefully allows people who aren't into the super ultra distances to to get into trail running as well here locally. So wow, saw some fun things coming up, and yeah. we will look forward to Castle Peak coming back. I know how the Forest Service, like you said, has a lot on their plate with, with the temperature and the fires. So I know it's uh, they usually have just a handful of, of scientists that are working on it. So certainly we'll stay in tune. And if any of our listeners can help, I mean, we uh, certainly will point in that direction. So awesome. Uh, and we're getting close to the end of the show. Can you believe it? It's been almost an hour. I mean, fast. love this. And I think this, how fast time flies with people who really love the community. Um, and when we were advertising this event, that's all we talked about was like the community that um, this group brings. It's just so warm and cozy and you don't, you know, I just love it. It makes me so happy. This hour just flew by. So to wrap up our show, usually we do a rapid fire question. So I'm going to ask you guys one question. It's a little silly, but are you guys ready? Uh, maybe. <laughs> that would be crazy. Okay, Jack, what is your favorite trail? Oh, um, probably the Warren Lake Trail. Yep. And then Renee, what is your favorite post-race or post-adventure food? <laughs> so going back to that, I can't ever decide on one thing. I have to do lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the list is like, it changes every day. <laughs> I have to like variety. I, yeah. Um, sometimes it's a oat milk mocha with a protein powder and sometimes it's a steak salad (laughs) i'm all over the board (laughs) that's okay i appreciate it and i guess it depends on the push right like sometimes three miles with a stroller is enough to make you need a beer at 5 p.m Uh so i get it (laughs) yeah i really need to treat myself when on those days yeah Remember your interview, you had, uh, you and Helen are opposite when it comes to food. She had like five things on her FKT and you had like this giant smorgasbord of options and you had a whole spreadsheet of like just different things you had and uh, people would listen back to that show. It's great. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then Ode, what is your bucket list race? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm hitting the Iceland one, which has been on the bucket list for a long time. And then another one is one I love traveling, uh, is in uh, New Zealand, and it's the Kepler Challenge, um, which is in the South Island. And kind of, I haven't actually hiked it uh, or backpacked it. It's also a multi day thing. Uh, but that one is high up on the list, as well as the um, Comrades Marathon. Nice. I love all of those. That's so awesome. Um, Well, something that you guys, the group did is they let us raffle off three hats. Our kids won. We only had one entry. So Landon Mayo, Brianna Mayo, we're going to get you in contact. Landon, he won. But the other one, um, pretty excited to get that little guy in a hat too. Um, This is my very official bucket that we put the things in. So we're going to do the dark blue one first. And the winner, oh, sorry. I'm not meaning to look. I'm making sure the tickets are in there. Okay. I'm not cheating. I'm not a cheater. Okay. Um, James Coppert. 
one, the dark blue one. So we'll get, he's on Instagram. We will get him connected with Jack. And then for the light blue one, same bucket, shake, shake, shake. The light blue one, our winner is Ange Marino on Instagram. A girl and a guy one. That's pretty fun. Light blue and dark blue. We will get you guys in contact. Thank you guys to the group for doing giveaways. Part of, you know, what we like to do is to make sure our community gets in touch with people and giving away free stuff just makes us feel so good. So we really appreciate you guys letting us do the giveaway. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. Jack, uh, Renee, Ode, uh, we really appreciate your time. Uh, DPMR, Donner, uh, Party Mountain Runners, uh, definitely go check them out. You'll see all of their info in the show notes uh, when the podcast is posted. Uh, we've posted links to a lot of the different events here. We'll include all of that. Um, sounds like some really exciting things. We'll definitely be pulling for you for Castle Peak for uh, next year. I've got my hat on right here. Awesome. That was a hard, definitely a very hard-earned finish for me. <laughs> oh boy, that was a tough one. Um, and yeah, so uh, so so grateful that uh, you could kind of come on and, and talk about your community as well as your personal stories. Uh, for anyone listening, uh, we'd love to have your podcast uh, review. Uh, if you go to any of our different podcast feeds, uh, Apple, Spotify. Pandora, all the good ones. Um, you can drop reviews and uh, we really appreciate that. Definitely check us out at the mile99interview.com. That's where you'll find all the episodes all in one place as well, if you'd prefer to listen through there. And you can certainly find us on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, Patreon, have to plug that one again. Uh, definitely get in there for uh, the $2 level and uh, you're going to get that cool moon uh, potential right there. So uh, love to see you on there. And uh, as we say, thank you all and see you on the trails. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye Troy. Bye, Troy. <laughs>